I know it looks like I'm bringing my shopping, <laughs> or, or maybe my sermon is so heavy that I have to sort of bring it up. But, uh, all will be revealed. Um, as the saying goes, feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> the, um, the theme for what I'm about to talk to you is Seasons of the Heart. For me, it's been one of those weeks when things happen to move your heart. Family and friends have experienced both a time to die and a time to be born. Last Sunday morning, I phoned two friends and listened to them both talk about the death of their father. They are brothers, both friends of mine, very different to each other. Their father did reach the ripe old age of 92 but was ready to die as his health had been so frail. But it is still hard for them to go through all this and to process his death. He was a much-loved man, a father of many children, and a grandfather, and also a great-grandfather, founder of a tribe, in a way. Meanwhile, in New Zealand, my niece Gemma was in a slow labour, and eventually had to have a caesarean and gave birth to a little girl called Beth. A time to die, a time to be born. I suppose when these things happen, they knock you into a reflective mood. For the last month I've been thinking about this sermon, and before last weekend I even had an outline and thought I knew what I was going to say. But God has made me rethink He has got my attention and allowed me to see that he wants more from me than I was originally prepared to share. That reading from Ecclesiastes is very beautiful, and I suppose I have thought a lot about it over the years. I've come to realise that it talks not only about life events, but about spiritual events that we can sometimes instigate or start off ourselves. We are not the victim of life. And we should never allow ourselves to think that way. We are here on earth to be the best version of ourselves that we can possibly be. And from the moment we are born, God is constantly inviting us to be his. To join him in a life full of love. At the same time, there is a deceiving and opposite force in action that would seek to rob us by deception to take away this happiness. This deceptive force feeds us the delusion that we can find happiness through other routes. The popular way that this happens is to set up addictions in us to money, sex, power, drugs or alcohol that distract us. Yet these can never satisfy our hearts and they are things that could kill us spiritually. Spiritually speaking... We get the choice to choose life, a time to be born, to be born of the spirit, a time to die to the things of the flesh. But of course it makes sense only to choose what allows us to be born spiritually. Jesus talks about this very decision to his disciples in the passage I'm about to read. He talks about the decision to come off the sidelines and to choose to be for for God, to choose love, 
Listen to this if you have the ears for it. Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to the Spirit. You should not be surprised at me saying, You must be born again. The the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Jesus says we should be born of water and the Spirit. It's true, and it happens at our baptism. We are purified, and our sins are forgiven, and the Holy Spirit enters our life in a new way. And then normal life happens and we struggle with temptation. We choose a time to be born to the Spirit or a time to die. We know that in this church that God is about relationship. You can't have a God of love who isn't about relationship. Love is all about being involved, compassionate and caring. Love is about receiving and responding, about having your heart reformed by God melted by God so that we become more compassionate years before Jesus came and lived amongst us the prophet Ezekiel came and spoke about the change the Holy Spirit could have in our lives he said I will give you sorry I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. Then they will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people and I will be their God. Sounds a bit like a love affair, doesn't it? But as for those whose hearts are devoted to their vile images and detestable idols, I will bring down on their heads what they have done, declares the Sovereign Lord. Do you remember the Bob Dylan song, Slow Train Coming? In many respects, that's me, a Christian since 1972 or 73. I have experienced the healing of God, deep inner healing, but that didn't come about until 1991. I have experienced the forgiveness of God. He has taught me that the key to inner healing is forgiveness. I've experienced divorce and that it can nearly make you go off the rails, but that instead God can rescue you. In fact, God is the God of the second chance and the third chance and more. Each time we come back to him, He lets us return. He allows us house room. He forgives us the the very 70 times 7 that he asks us to forgive other people. Through the grace of God, I have found my wife, Debs. That is a story in itself. And God brought us here to Ipswich to be members of this church, to get married here. I spoke before about God calling me to be a watchman for Ipswich. In 2012, I had this experience that pulled me nearer to God. 
I've been trying to learn to listen to him ever since. The thing I've come to understand is that there is a God (laughs) and he wants me to walk fully in my inheritance, to be born of the Spirit, to learn to listen to the Spirit and to obey the Spirit. I wanted to say to try and obey the Spirit, but no, I mustn't dilute what God asks of us. He wants us to be people who live our baptism fully. Our inheritance as Christians isn't dull and grey, it is the reverse. God calls us to this life of love so that we can have a life that is full. Life that has joy in it. Let me give you a visual understanding of that. Um, can, can we go to the second slide, please? This, this is my grandfather, Harold Wesley Bardwell. I bet you can't guess what his Christian roots were. Um, this is him wearing his suits suit. I went to see my auntie Wanda a couple of months back, and she said to me, I've got something that I want you to have. And uh, to my surprise, she gave me this. <laughs> this is my inheritance. It is, in fact, a preacher's coat. I won't put the trousers on because I don't want to shock you. <laughs> but really, with my knees, I mean. Um, But this is a coat of many colours, but it is also his preaching coat. He used to go around old people's homes and, um, well, all sorts of places, actually. Um, He would preach at church. He he was what was known as a quick... um, Quick... What's the expression? Quick sketch artist. Like, he, he would draw on one of these to illustrate points. He would also, as you can see, wear a wig and also clown around. He also had a ventriloquist dummy, but nobody in the family knows where the (laughs) poor little ventriloquist dummy ended up. But there's a point in telling you about this. For me, it is part of my Christian inheritance, a coat of many colours, I really didn't expect that it would find its way to me through Uncle Jack. But the reason I've got it, Auntie Wanda is an atheist. Um, But she thought I was the most appropriate appropriate person in the family to be given this. And uh, she said to me, the first time you wear it, uh, get somebody to take a picture of you. And I wrote to her, and said I was preaching today, so I'm I'm going to send her a picture of this, and I'm going to try and persuade her to listen to this. Sorry, Auntie Wanda. (laughs) So a coat of many colours. I really didn't expect that it would find its way to me. But it's a sign to me that God wants us to love in technicolour, not with a distant, cold charity, but to love with his kindness, the loving kindness which is the heart of our God. This is a jacket that my, as I said, my granddad used to wear when he was clowning for God. And Christianity isn't actually a very serious religion. 
they talked about Jesus being a fool um, and uh, we hear the expression of fool for Christ's sake. Not the listening as the Ipswich watchman is teaching me is that we, the church, are entering an exceptional season of the Holy Spirit. There are sort of reasons why um, people who are listening to God are saying that. I had an experience on Ipswich Station which illustrates the point. I don't think it's a particularly holy experience, but I, I was standing on the platform waiting for the train and two little feathers dropped down in front of me and I thought well there aren't any birds around I'm a bird watcher so I hadn't heard any birds Um, but these two little feathers dropped down in front of me and then I looked up and I could see three white doves sitting on the beam above and um, I think the people who are listening to the Holy Spirit are having that kind of experience that they the, the feathers are dropping down and they are aware that we are coming into a different season of the Holy Spirit Um, and there are people who are calling for special prayer times. My wife mentioned to me one this morning. Um, There's the the Baptists have also called for a special uh, period of prayer Um, and the Catholics are also having a year of prayer starting later in the year. Um, so in this season people be people you know if we believe in prayer when we pray for things to happen things do happen in this season we can expect people to be more open to the things of the Holy Spirit more open to hear the word of God and more open to respond to it we are called to pray heartfelt prayers for this openness to happen Charles Finney, the great revivalist, revival preacher, says in, his, says in his book, a revival may be expected when Christians have a spirit of prayer for a revival. That is, when they pray as if their hearts were set upon it. Pray with me that God will set our hearts on fire for his kingdom that he he will have us hunger and thirst for the things of God. You may remember when I stood here and shared before, I said that God was asking us to pray for a double portion of God's Holy Spirit for Ipswich. At the end, Barbara stood up and said that she had a picture when she prayed that morning before coming to church of two pints of milk being delivered to every doorstep. I took that as confirmation that God wants us, really wants us, longs for us to respond to his holy call on our life to serve Ipswich more and more and more. We need to keep our response to God fresh and for now, to live in the here and now, not to live in the later when. God does not put conditions on his love for us. We should not put conditions on our love for him we should be aware that in the picture that Barbara had, that there is a time-expiring element. That full cream double portion of free milk for every household in Ipswich, time expires because milk goes 
well off if it is not used. In fact, it smells something rotten. God is calling to you and to me this morning. He is saying, respond, respond, respond. Come back to me, the everlasting, ever-loving God of all of you. Repent and believe the good news about Jesus and share it. I took Barbara's words about Ipswich to be confirmation through the Holy Spirit. Maybe somebody can confirm today that God wants our response to him. He wants us to do our bit to ignite faith in our brothers and sisters in Ipswich, to give faith to those who have no faith, to share the gift of faith and the joy of being the follower of the gospel. Peter says in Acts, God sends his Holy Spirit to those who obey him. We need to be people who keep short accounts and live in simplicity. Each day is an opportunity for the kingdom to grow in our lives. Pray in the morning and expect to hear from God. Invite the Holy Spirit to tell you the one thing you must do today. Do at least that one thing. Live in forgiveness and repentance daily. Ask God for the grace to forgive, to show you who to forgive. And if you wrong someone, try and put it right as soon as you can. Show kindness to people. That way you will clothe yourself in strength and be sons and daughters of the living God. Um, <laughs> this morning um, I was thinking about this verse which is repent then turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out that times of refreshing may come from the Lord that is I think Peter talking in the Acts of the Apostles and uh, there, there's a a spiritual truth that when we call to the Lord and when we repent, times of refreshing do come to us and the Holy Spirit is renewed in our life. And I pray for that for us this morning. Amen.